Hi friends, this is the doorbell. I'm Gogo and I'm here with my partners Dave Winky Winker and Big Lou Losada. This is David Winker. I'm an attorney. Been practicing in South Florida since 1998. I'm also licensed as a real estate broker and I'm the broker for Integrated Realty. Welcome back to the Doorbell Podcast. We're going to have a little chat about pets and uh, stories about pets and real estate in this segment. So we're going to start off with uh, Gogo and his uh, pet story. Well, my Gogo, pets, what do you got? My pet story is anyone that has a dog, no matter the no matter the temperament of the dog, have you noticed that every 4th of July, dogs actually are terrified and freak out? <laughs> Of the fireworks. Yes, of course. <laughs> also New Year's. But especially Fourth of July, I guess it's a little bigger down here than, than New Year's, but you hear a little bit of popping, people start rocking around with little sparklers, the whole neighborhood is lighting up at night. It's worse than a thunderstorm, and the dog, no matter how big or little it is, has its tail between its leg, it's looking and saying WTF is going on out there. <laughs> and the saddest thing is that most of the owners aren't home, so it adds to the level of anxiety <laughs> right. that the dogs have. And, right, and, so the and, dog's alone. It's freaked out by all the detonations and explosions and everything, yes. So, you know, we have an American Bulldog, and she's a sweetheart and everything, and acts all brave, like real protective. But come July 3rd through the 5th, <laughs> <laughs> She's on vacation. She's trying to hide in the shoebox. She weighs like 80 pounds, doesn't fit in the shoe. I mean, it is really funny how petrified she is at <laughs> at fireworks. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to switch it up a little bit, but I do have my own Gables pet story. <clears throat> so one day, I'm coming to work. This is years ago. I wasn't a realtor yet. I was coming to work. And I'm cutting through DeSoto Fountain which you may have called Riviera or something else in the last podcast. Actually, I called it Segovia Fountain. Segovia. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything. It's yeah. just so. By the way, you can call in and correct. <laughs> yes, because I think the absolutely. Pod, I think the podcast before, I also said that the Eagles wrote <laughs> Take Your Money and Run, and it was actually Steve Miller Band. Correct, correct. So we do need active participation from the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we welcome all corrections, edits, and... Uh, Unsolicited testimonials. Wow, I can't buy. I called it Segovia Fountain. Jeez, how far? I might as well call it Trevi Fountain and thrown three coins over the shoulder. Pissed off all the people at Venetian Pool. Wow. I did call it Segovia and I said you it like did. three times. You did. You did. DeSoto. Oh my anyway, God. so I'm driving through DeSoto Fountain, right? <clears throat> and all of a sudden, I come up, you know, I come up to the fountain, I'm driving through it, and there's a lab, a beautiful yellow lab running through the fountain so it barely dodges a couple of cars and that's my favorite dog in the world that that yellow lab right so i park the car by the edge of the fountain and off i run into a circle chasing the dog down i see a couple of other people you know peripherally getting out of their cars too you know they're helping me corner the the, the dog and then a, then a cop pulls over on the opposite side he comes over so i ask him hey do me a favor knock on the door of the house which is the one that's just west i believe of the fountain and ask him if we can corner the dog in their yard and keep it there right so they, they did we were able to corner the dog and the cop said you know don't worry about it we'll take it from here so lou the listeners might be thinking why did we bring up pets uh 
in this right. segment. Right, and the reason we're bringing up pets is, as a renter at least, sometimes as, as a buyer, because not all buildings, will, not all apartment and condo buildings will allow it, but it becomes more of a problem when you're renting, especially here in Coral Gables, or at the very least you can expect to pay, this is assuming they do accept them, a pet deposit. You know, Sometimes it could be $200, sometimes $400 per pet. And I think you could probably explain a little bit better why it is that they need that money up front when, when you have a pet and they allow them in the building, Gogo. Well, unfortunately, I mean, and I love we love animals, you know, but the truth is that landlords look at animals as something more burdensome or cumbersome than a kid. Because they've maybe had one bad experience before with someone else's or pet. Or maybe several bad experiences. And they've said, you know what? I don't want pets of any kind. I don't want a parrot. I don't want a parakeet. I don't want a cat. I don't want a dog. <clears throat> and the problem is that obviously these animals become part of our family. And especially in the lower budget, it becomes, as I've said a few times, it's like putting an anchor around your neck when you're trying to find an apartment. Because there's apartments that you'll find in your budget, and there'll be like 20. And then in the search criteria, you put allows pets, and there'll be like three. Now, obviously, the higher your budget, the less that is so. But on the lower budget for rentals, it is something difficult. However, we have a solution to that, and that is... What's the solution, Lou? Get rid of your pet. (laughs) well that's one and we found a couple of occasions where some of the clients have loved the place so much that they have mom or or dad or grandparents take the pet and they you know but really the solution is to just be persistent we've helped a lot of people well you have to find i think the the point that i was goofing around and not saying was you have to find the right realtor who's willing to put in the time to find you some of those pet friendly rentals and as a matter of fact, Gogo, this is completely coincidental, but we did find one earlier today on Lejeune. It's a it's a second-story apartment right on Lejeune. It's a 2-2, huge uh, tiled floors, brand new. Uh, the windows were all in excellent condition. Uh, central AC, fans in both rooms, and they were no- And you told me they were noise-resistant windows. Noise-resistant the windows. They weren't so quite impact because they weren't that... They weren't that uh, thick, but they were thicker than standard glass, so you couldn't hear the noise coming in off of Lejeune. And the suspense is killing me. Two two pet friendly on Lejeune in Coral Gables. How much? Nineteen hundred dollars, which is very reasonable for a two two in Coral Gables, much less one that accepts pets at the size. It was I'm going to say twelve hundred square feet, which is that's a pretty big apartment here in Coral Gables. So if you're tired of looking at these search engines and emails and you find that you've been seeing a lot of dead end, you're wasting a lot of time and gas, give the gang at the doorbell a call at Integrated Realty 305-539-3857. We'll find a place for you and your pets and uh, and uh, or at least give you some information and send you in the right direction. Yeah, you'll definitely have you know some good advice from us. And I, I think it's self-evident in the fact that you know one of us was willing to get out of the car into Soda Fountain to help this dog out. You know, we, we're definitely keeping oh, an look, eye out for you guys. Mail's here. For Fernando. Oh, our lovely uh, reception, receptionist and executive assistant, Ina, is here. Say hi, Ina. Say hi, Ina, to all the listeners. Hello. Okay. Oh, Go- sorry. Goodbye. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love having Ina on. For our listeners out there at the doorbell who haven't met our lovely uh, co-worker, Ina, 
Ina just brought us the mail. Perfect timing. Ina, what do you have there? I have a letter of recommendation for Lou Losada. You do? Yep. Okay. Want me to read it to you? Uh, yeah, go ahead. What's it say? Want me to go ahead? Yeah. Okay. Lou is all about working in your best interest. And this alone, I believe, is it is just worth having him by your side. Agents are highly incentivized by nice commissions to sell. And as a buyer, you never know how much your agent is actually working for your best interest. Well, with Lou, we just knew and sensed it. Mm. If this is not enough, he is really knowledgeable and prepared. Plus, if you are looking specifically in the Coral Gables area, he lives in the neighborhood. You just cannot find someone more expert than him about this amazing place. He is a priceless source of information of any kind. He is a natural problem solver. You come up with a question after a matter of minutes, he comes up with a proper answer. You come up with a problem, he serves you the solution. Just like that. Buying a house can be a very stressful process. You're making that kind of decision that can impact your life in so many ways. Well, what you get with Lou by your side is not just a prepared and honest agent, but also a professional who is able to support and advise you even when the closing process gets hard to face. An invaluable person, and I cannot say enough good things about him. Hey, this is really nice. She could have said that. That's very nice. I think Lou ad-libbed the good-looking part. Wow, Ina. Thank you so much for bringing that in. That is amazing. We're putting it. We're putting it up on the wall of fame over there. Oh, good, good. Wow. The other ones. Well, Ina, thank you so much. You're welcome. Ina, you have another couple of hours to read all. Thanks, Ina. Thank you, Ina. You're welcome. If you have a real estate question, please don't hesitate to call the Doorbell Podcast at 305-539-3857. Or send us an email at podcast at com. That's podcast at irfla.com. Thanks for listening and welcome back. Uh, Gogo, what do you think of this idea of, you know, when we first started here at Integrated, about how we, you know, we wanted to just be those realtors that had every last answer and could, you know, do every last thing for our clients. And then you slowly start learning that, you know, there there are disciplines outside of our, you know, scope, our sphere of special, you know, specialization. Mm-hmm. And there are things that we just can't do, and things that we just don't have time to do. And and listen, every other realtor will right off the get go say that's not my job. That's not in my job description, right? we've gone out of our way to do other things that, that other realtors don't. But at some point, you do need to find, you know, other local experts that, that will complement your services. And, you know, that can be anywhere from, from, well, let's say movers to cleaning people when, you know, you want to rent out your unit and you got to clean it out when the last tenant's moving out or, you know, a fence a builder, a, a, you know, pool designer and builder, all these other you know, things that we would really know nothing about. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's amazing, and it's something we love sharing, is the fact that as good of a job as we try to do and as all-encompassing as the real estate industry is, there are some real important complementary players in the real estate transaction itself and in the, you know, post-rental purchase and sale portion. You've mentioned a few of them, but certainly finance 
bank lenders right, actually even more direct private loan direct, yes. the pool guy something as simple as a lawn and maintenance guy um pet sitter That's how many times have we been asked for a handyman or dude do you know a good ac guy something's wrong uh, electrician. I got that one just two weeks ago from one of my renters. Remember? Yes. And, you know, in this summer month... It turns out it was just the battery in the thermostat, but that's a different story. But but in a bad case scenario, there have been yes, where the AC course. goes out, and you know what? The summers down here aren't getting any cooler, apparently. <laughs> when Gogo steps outside of this office, it feels like it's 100 degrees, and I'm spitzing <laughs> all the way to the car. And, dude, when you get home and your AC's not working, dude, that cave feels like a hot box. <laughs> so anyway, these these important uh, complementary roles, I mean, we're really indebted to a lot of these people. And not in any kind of financial way. No, but you know, Gogo, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think it's just about recognizing other people, right? I mean, we're people. We may be realtors. At the end of the day, we're, we're, we're people first, right? Yeah. And these are other people doing a great job. Doing service. their job. Yes. And that are doing great, great service. at it. And I think, you know, that deserves a little bit of recognition, you know, from, again, the pool guy to the fence guy to the, you know, to the finance guys to to everybody. I mean, I, I think, you know, you yourself met a really great mover, did you not? Yeah, I mean, and again, in the context of, for example, this particular sale, they couldn't line up a mover. They tried for like a week and a half. They weren't from town. They couldn't find a particular mover. And... The issue that they had was, oh my God, we have to move our stuff. Think of a great real estate transaction, and after you unpack all your stuff, a mover or someone has either broken a vase or broken a table leg, or you're missing your favorite pair of tennies. What a sour note that leaves on a really complex transaction. Conversely, a mover that gets all your stuff, wraps everything up, puts everything in its place in the new place you're moving into. And then only after everything's put in place, then you pay them. I mean, these guys have made, it's almost been like the cherry on top of the whipped cream and the banana split. It's been something fantastic that's added a wonderful exclamation to really a complex transaction that requires many, many players. Wouldn't you agree? So who is it? Well, in this particular case, <laughs> I met these guys when a renter had to move on a Friday and couldn't even be present. So I called these gentlemen. Alvarez Moving. They're a father and son team. Alvarez Moving did a great job. And we actually, independently of our own interests, just give them their name and phone number to buyers, sellers, and renters because we know, hey, look, if they go on their own devices and they just call some somebody and the move is a bad move, that affects their taste, you know, of our real estate transaction. Right. That affects us. So that if the move on us. And if the mover is a smooth, good, it's like it adds to a, a good closing or a good sale, you know? Right. It just makes it a great overall experience for them. So there's obviously other great movers, but I'm just giving you one example. This is a small thank you to them and all these other trades that have really, in some real estate uh, closings and instances, really played a very important part on the overall feel of our transaction with the clients. So thank you. And if you have 
a tradesman or a handyman or an AC person that you really like or an experience you'd like to share, you can email us. Someone at, who's not you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And if you think you do a really good job and you'd like for us to let get your name out there, of course, give us a call, 305-539-3857, or email us at podcast at com. So, Lou, let me ask you this. Have you ever shown a place that maybe was a famous film setting or a house that, you know, was on a movie or something like that? I have not shown any properties thus far that were in any movies. I know of a property. We we know of a property here. Uh, I have sold a house to a couple that originally was interested in a George Fink house. I don't know if the name is familiar to our Gables listeners. It should be because George Fink was one of the original architects of the of the Gables uh, neighborhood back in the day. And it was one of the first houses that he designed. And it had a bit of a premium on it, which I didn't feel was, was worth it to the buyers if they weren't fans of, of the architect and his work, which it turned out they weren't. They just liked this one particular house. So I, I convinced them not to buy the house. Right. And we went with something else, which you know we got him a great deal. But what was, about what about if a movie's been on a on a you know on a famous movie or on a movie or whatever? Would you recommend your clients pay more to like pay that put, premium? Yeah, I think that all depends on on how big of a fan they were. I mean, it's going to be a conversation piece, right? So you're going to have your friends over, and right. the first thing you're going to tell them is, that, "Hey, guess what? You know, my house was on Miami Vice back in the day." You know. This, or, hey, here, here's where Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz came out, uh, and there's something about Mary. Right, right. You know, it's definitely a conversation piece, and, and, you know, you can have some fun with that with your friends. But at the end of the day, this is like something that you're investing, you know, your your savings, your life savings in. This is your investment. This is your property. This is your home for 10, 20, 30 years, and maybe an entire lifetime. So... You know, I, I think uh, actually I'd love to hear a little bit from the audience on this topic to see, you know, how they feel about these kinds of properties and, and maybe what stories they have to tell about what movie or show is filmed in, in their own homes. I think, you know, it'd be great to hear from some of the audience on that. And if, and what about if Crockett and Tubbs were actually in your backyard <laughs> arresting like an infamous drug dealer? And Did you and also dress like Crockett back in back in those days? Who I think did, you. I think who, you remember me dressing like that a few times. Who didn't? Who didn't <laughs> try right. to wear the pastels and right. the cool and suits? The espadrilles. With, the cool suits without a without a collared shirt underneath and everything. Yep, and the espadrilles. <laughs> so we actually know somebody who who their property was used for Miami Vice, the series, not the movie, the series, back in the day. So we we can talk about that more in depth some other time. Nice, Lou, Dave. How many people do we know that bought in 2005 and 2006 and now they're putting up their house for sale and they're not getting yeah they're not at the le- they're not at 2005 level they're not at 2005 2006 level yeah is that true or not true no it's tough I was just uh I I, 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 mean, I it's, this is a personal story I was uh laying in bed playing with my four-year-old daughter and I rolled over on my glasses completely busted my glasses mm-hmm. so that day was last Saturday and I had to go I went to you know my my local optician and I was getting my glasses done and the reason I met him is I was showing an apartment one time and the other realtor said you know go pick up the keys for the owner and the owner was this this optician 
And um, I go back to see him. I'm going through everything, and he's asking me, you know, what's going on in the market. And it's something we always get asked, and I'm talking about it. And he has a, a condo downtown that he bought in 2005. And it was interesting, like, you know, think about from 2005, it's 12 years later, and he's like, oh, my God, if I could just, like, I'm losing money. I could just get my money I'm back. losing money on it. If I could just sell it for, you know, he bought it for, you know, it's a, it's a two-bedroom, two-bath. He bought it for, you know, three seventy five back in 2005. Exactly. And he's like, if I could just, it's hard to believe 12 years later still, if I could just get my purchase price back out of it. You know, he's just desperately and hanging on. And the thing is, every month. Can't. And it's interesting because this, 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 we talked about this before on the previous podcast, I think, about the emotional attachment to things. Like, for him, he's a successful guy. He is not comfortable with selling that place for what it's worth. He, he'd rather lose, you know, what's he losing? $200 a month. He'd rather lose then cut hoping his cut that losses. eventually it's going to be all right. It's just like it drives him think about insane. Think about that 12-year movie rerun and how that makes our clients cry. <laughs> because the truth is, there's a lot of... It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It happened in this country and worldwide. Lots of people bought during that time period and, you know, really can't can't even get what they paid for the property back. And listen, that's the thing is is you know, that I mean I'm personally that happened to me. I bought a property on the beach in two thousand five and it's not worth what it was when I bought it. And uh I'm able to rent it out at a good price for different reasons. But you know, so I'm not losing money on it, but I had not made money if I had to resell right. it. Now what's you know Don't think about it too much. And I think part of it is, is I think it's all eventually go up, but I think what we've really seen is the recovery story in Miami is a recovery of neighborhood by neighborhood. If you want some information on your real estate property and how maybe you can get out of a property that you'd like to get your money back on, give us a call. 305-539-3857. For Dave Winky Winker, Lulo Sara, I'm Gogo. Thanks for joining us at the doorbell. We'll talk to you soon. Hiring of a lawyer and the creation of an attorney-client relationship is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. The views expressed herein are intended for informational purposes only and are not intended to be, nor should they be interpreted as, legal advice or legal opinion. The listener should not consider this information to be an invitation to an attorney-client relationship and should always seek the legal advice of counsel in the appropriate jurisdiction. A written legal representation agreement specific to the individual client is required before any relationship is formed with Zampano, Patricius, and Winker.